Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday and happy March, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And to get through our usual first stuff, for those of you who are in the Los Angeles area, the call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for everyone else, including those right here in the beautiful, yes, it's raining again, San Francisco Bay Area, the toll-free number is 877-697-9725. The chat room is open, and producer Kaina is standing by, so if you have any questions or comments, you can type those in, and she will make sure they get to me. Otherwise, I will be logging into the chat room right after the show. So, by the power invested in me by, well, me, I proclaim March as Healer's Month. And for the next four weeks, we will be dedicating the information and the discussion to healers and the healing of healers. Now, there's an old saying that the mechanic and most often the mechanic's wife never has a car that runs properly because they're always spending their time doing stuff and taking care of everybody else's cars. Now, often this is the same pattern for those who nurture others. And usually, and I will include myself in this, we fall at the very bottom of the priority list when we talk about taking care of people. And that's why, especially during this time, we're heading into the spring equinox. We're heading into a time of transformation, both for our our seasonal environment and also on an energetic level. This is a time of renewal. This is a time of blossoming. This is a time of appreciation. This is stepping back into the sun and enjoying life and enjoying what we do. And so we're going to be talking about really the aspects of living life as a healer because being a healer is all about renewal. Being a healer is all about transformation. And it is about transformation and renewal at its best in a way that allows the person receiving that energy to be able to step up into their own health, to be able to step up into their own wellness. It goes back to that, you know, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day, teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. So Mm -hmm. when a healer provides wellness care for someone, very much it's about them learning how to be able to then take the steps to be able to maintain it so that it becomes a cooperative thing. It's not what the healer does for someone. It is what they do with that person and how they empower them. So our first topic really is going to be kind of defining what is a healer and how do you know you're a healer? Because there's a lot of folks who would say, oh, I'd love to be a healer, but they don't consider themselves one. And pretty much by the end of today, 
you will understand that everyone is a healer because that's essentially what it what the case is. We may not all be professional healers. You know, I am tremendously blessed, and I consider it just so wonderful that every single day I get to do something I love. I get to work in a way that is in complete resonance with who I am as a person. And I get the joy of having people, you know, get up and say, you know, wow, I feel so much better. Or even if they don't, you know, right away feel better, they know that I'm going to be with them through the process. And I explain, okay, there's going to be, you know, some points where your body is getting used to this new alignment. And so there may be, it may be a little bit difficult, but, you know, I'm right here with you and and we're going to see this through. And even though maybe the pain doesn't go away right away, the fact that that connection continues. And that connection, there really is for me, there's almost nothing better than that. And while I do that almost every day, I understand that there's a lot of people who, if they could, they would. And there's even more people who do it on a level that even they don't realize. So as we take a look at what is a healer, then you can see if you can find yourself in some of these some of these situations. Have you ever spent time with someone who was not well, offering comfort or aid? Now, there pretty much is not a mom or dad on the planet who hasn't done that at some point. How many of us were woken up in the middle of the night with a little one who came and, you know, waking us up and just through their hand you can feel that they're burning up with fever. Or maybe they, you know, their little tummies are upset and they demonstrate that right on top of the comforter. Or, you know, there's something going on with them and and what do we do? It's like, okay, sweetie, come on, it's okay, we'll take care of it, mommy or daddy's going to, you know, we'll help you feel better and, you know, maybe you give them a little bit of baby aspirin or maybe you just, you know, wipe them down to cool them off and you talk to them and you comfort them and you let them know they're going to be okay. And they look at you and they believe you and they go back to sleep and maybe they go back to sleep in your arms. Honestly, that was one of my favorite parts of being a mom was when just for that amount of time I was able to help them feel better and they felt safe because they believed me. And, you know, kids grow up pretty fast. And sometimes you really miss those points when no matter what happened to them, you were able to fix it because usually it was maybe their brother took something that belonged to them or they skinned their knee falling down on a bike. And once they reach adult, you know, status, it's kind of hard to fix those things when they come and tell you that their heart's been broken by somebody. When they come and tell you that, you know, they're not happy in their jobs or that they want to move a bunch of miles away. Those are the times that I miss when I was the center of the universe. And it happened as it was meant to. If we didn't do our job so well, they wouldn't have the courage to do that. Helping someone to be able to step up into their own power is probably the best healing that anybody could do. 
the person who does that, the parent who is able to, you know, see their child go and step out into their own lives, that's a heck of a healing. Because if you hadn't been there to hold that space for them, you know, and, and whether it's a parent, maybe it's a grandparent. I know a lot of grandparents who are raising, you know, kids up. Or maybe it's just you're someone who in the neighborhood, you're that person who, you know, helps out the neighborhood kids, you know, gives them that good firm talking to when they need it, tells them, hey, you're better than this. You should be doing something. You need to get back in school. You know, that is healing. When you have an elder in your life, and many of us do, we are, we are definitely living longer. And, you know, sometimes the quality of that life can be difficult. And sometimes the elders need help. And being someone who's taking care of a parent or a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle, or maybe even just you're that caring neighbor who looks in on that, that older person who's living alone, that's a healer. You are making sure that they are safe. You're making sure that they're okay. You hold their hand when they're scared. That is a healer. Or maybe, you know, you work with young people. You work with kids. You, maybe you're a teacher. And kids go out and bump things and all kinds of stuff or get upset. Healing isn't just about the body. It's also about the mind and the spirit. When you teach someone a better way of being that is going to empower them to move forward, you are a healer. If you have ever sat on the phone with a friend as they're going through something really hard and really tough, and you, maybe you can't be there with them physically, but you're right there with them, and you're on the phone and you're saying, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm right here. Tell me what's going on. And as that person pours out their soul and their heart, and you make a safe place for them to do that. And, you know, they get through their thing, and then you go, okay, all right, let's talk about this. You know, let's, we, can, we can figure this out. We can make a solution for you, but you're going to be okay. Probably one of the most important phrases that any healer has ever uttered is, you're going to be okay. Because... When you have someone who in that moment doesn't believe that, when they look into your face, whether it's an infant or whether it's an elder that you're looking at, and you're saying, hey, you're going to be okay. I'm here. We can do this. That is so powerful. And if you have ever looked at somebody in the face and said, you know what? You're going to be okay. You are a healer. It doesn't mean that, you know, you do it for a living. You know, some of us do. Some of us do it just because it's our instinct. And some of us do it in ways that most people don't think of, you know, conventionally. If you're spooning out food in a soup kitchen and you look at the person walking up to you who is probably feeling really bad about themselves, their life did not go the way they thought it was going to be. Maybe they judged themselves very harshly. Maybe they've got a lot of shame. And you look at that person as if they are, you know, anybody that you would ever meet. And you smile at them. And you say, here, have, have some food. And you show them that respect. That is a healer. Because really, when, when we are able to show somebody respect, when we are able to restore some of what that faith within them is, that's healing. 
That is powerful healing. The body is going to follow the mind and the spirit. And usually one of the first steps in healing is the person believing that things can get better, that they don't have to be afraid, that they're not alone. Now, this type of healing is not just for us two-legged folks. I know a lot of people, including my own dear producer, Kaina, who spends a lot of time taking care of some of our little four-legged friends. And she's been involved with Labrador rescues and kitty rescues and reptile rescues. If there were a rhinoceros rescue, honest, she would be involved in it. And the idea that there are people who see, you know, our little four-legged brothers and sisters and our winged brothers and sisters. She's also into bird rescues. And the idea of taking these animals, and it's like, you know, on one hand, yes, they are animals. They are not people. They are animals. And showing the dignity to that animal, showing the comfort to that animal while honoring what it is, but still being able to be there for it and go where it is. You know, watching her feed these tiny little kittens are just on formula. And the way she cuddles it up and, and the way, you know, she works with it, I could just see it's almost as if the mama cat, the way the mama cat would. When you can go where that particular spirit is, where that particular being is, whether it's a person, whether it's an animal, to go where they are, to meet them, and to be able to hold that space for them and take care of them, accepting them for exactly who they are, that is a healer. Because that leads to nurturing, that leads to growth, that leads to empowerment. My whole thing is I really love it when people reach a point where they don't have to see me very often. Granted, you know, it's like, okay, it's it's not as much income. But what I get out of it is the fact that this person now not only feels better, but they've got the knowledge and the ability and the tools to be able to do a lot of that stuff on their own. So maybe I only see them once every month, once a couple, once in you know, every six to eight weeks or whatever. But the idea that now they can feel empowered to go, oh, wow, I know what this feeling is. And I can, you know, I know how to stretch that will relieve that. So I can do this. I don't need somebody to take care of my body for me. I can become a participant in this. And I can be empowered in that. So anyone who empowers, anyone who shows the compassion to accept people for who, exactly who they are, Anyone who reaches out to a spirit, no matter what form they come in, whether they have skin or feathers or scale or fur, if you can reach out to them and say, you know what, you're safe with me and I'm going to take care of you. And for, you know, those who foster, it's not even about keeping them for themselves. It's about saying, I'm going to get you to a certain point and then from there, your life begins and you're going to have this amazing family who's going to take you for walks and all that stuff. Or, you know, you'll be able to go out and hang out with all these other kitty cats or, you know, birds that can do whatever birds do. I don't know. But 
the idea is that it's about creating a situation where the person is more empowered and more believing in themselves than they were when you met them. When they say, hey, I can do this. I can handle this. And they're willing to go out then and help others. That they're willing to go out and share what it is that they know. I mean, there's lots and lots of healers, but we can't do it all on our own. We need folks who can say, hey, you know, wow, I learned this wonderful stretch from my, you know, from my chiropractor. I learned this wonderful meditation. Let me share it with you. And thus, the most important aspect of being a healer is to create more healers, to create more people with that compassion, to create people who have the confidence to be able to say, I'm a healer too. I don't have to define it by whether or not I make a living at it. I don't have to define it by how many classes I've taken and how much, you know, how all the things that, you know, how many certificates I have or, you know, I've got lots of certificates. I have been blessed to have an opportunity to train with a lot of amazing folks from all over the world. And when I think about fundamentally what made me a healer, it wasn't any of that. I was a healer because that was my nature. I came into this life a healer. And while the training is amazing, while the opportunities that I've had have just been mind-boggling, and while, you know, what I do what I do better because I constantly look for new ways to do it. I constantly look for people who can, you know, show me something amazing that, it, that I can incorporate into my toolkit. All of that had to follow the fact that it was what was in my heart. It was what I honestly felt I came into this world to do. It was what became more important to me than almost anything else. So pretty much who is a healer? Every single one of us is a healer. Every one of you is a healer, which means that you also need to take care of yourself. It means that as much as you do for other people, you need to be able to take that time to be able to honor yourself, to appreciate yourself, to treat yourself in the exact same way that if somebody came to you talking about, you know, oh, well, you know, and I'm a healer and I do this for other people. If somebody came to you and said that, if I came to you and said that and said, wow, you know, I spend so much time and I do all these healing works and I do all of this and I do all of that, I would expect someone to say, it's like, well, when do you rest? When do you do your thing? When do you, when do you nurture yourself? How do you get healing for yourself? And there are times when I have to really think about that. And I think, wow, when was the last time I really took time off of myself? And there are times when maybe there's a little bit too much time. You know, when I'm not feeling, you know, all lined up, it's like, you know what, am I going to say, well, you know, I'll get to it next week or next month, but I've got all these other people I need to take care of. If somebody came to me with that, I'd say, you know what, you need to make time. If somebody else came up to you, you would make time for them. So make time for you. And even full-time healers need to be reminded of that. In fact, full-time healers 
more than anybody else needs to be reminded of that because we will get stuck into a particular pattern. We commit ourselves so totally to taking care of other people that it is hard because we automatically figure, oh, I can deal with it. I can handle it. You know, I I don't need that. You know, I I do that for people. People, You know, they don't need to do that for me because I've I've got this covered. And that is nothing but ego. That is an ego-driven lie that we tell ourselves because deep down we feel like I really don't want to stop doing what I'm doing because I love it so much. I know it's taking a toll on me and I love it so much. So it's about taking time for ourselves. It's about creating community, and one of the shows we're going to be dedicating straight to how do you create a healing community? How do you find like-minded people to be able to not only say, you know, it's like, hey, I've got this person, and they need something really special, and I know you're really good at it. Can you meet with them? That's one part of having community is that you always have somebody that you can refer to and to have people refer to you. But the other part of community is like, you know what, I really am having a problem with my back. Can you do some body work on me? And to be able to create a cooperative situation where it's like, hey, you know, I'm going to do body work on you. Maybe you do a clearing on my house. We figure it out, you know, we do trade-outs or barters or, 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 you know, you just pay each other, you know, you know, get a discount. Come on, your community. So the idea is that as we look at another renewal of the earth, as we look at another renewal of the world, you know, it's, yes, it is spring coming up on spring again, but no two springs are exactly the same. Maybe one has more rain than another. Maybe, you know, there's a little bit, it's a little bit cooler than maybe in the past. Each one is going to be unique, but each one is a renewal that is going to be happening over and over and over again. Before we had calendars, before we had clocks or computers or anything like that, we still knew when spring was here. We watched the animals. We, we felt for the temperature changes. We looked for what the plants were doing. There was that deep connection that we have. And being a healer is about connections. It's about connecting on more than just what we see, what we hear. It's about what we feel. You can look at a person, and maybe they're not even doing anything, but, you know, sometimes you can almost tell that there's something, you know, there's some burden that they're carrying. Maybe it's a burden in their body. Maybe it's a burden in their spirits. You know, maybe they're just really, you know, weighed down by a lot of stress. And then we can step in. Hey, hi, yeah, are you okay? I have had more people look at me if I just say, are you okay? And, you know, maybe they say, well, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then they say, thank you for asking and one lady, you know, who was sitting by the curb. And so I just went up to her and I said, are you okay? And she said, yeah, she, was, she had felt a little dizzy. But she had been sitting there for several minutes and nobody had asked her if she was okay. 
And the idea that such a simple phrase, you know, are you okay? It's reaching out. It's connecting. It's letting each person know, I'm here and I notice you. And I care enough about you to stop what I'm doing to ask if you're okay. You do that, you're a healer. Because what that does for that person to know that in that moment somebody cared, somebody who had no investment in it, someone who could have just as easily walked by, stopped and said, are you okay? And we all need to do that for each other every once in a while. And for healers, that question is tremendously important because if you know someone in your life who is a healer, if you know somebody who either does it professionally, who spends a lot of time working with folks, every once in a while go up to them and ask them if they're okay because I guarantee you they're going to immediately say, yeah, I'm fine, no problem. Then ask them again and, you know, let your voice go a little bit quiet, maybe touch their hand or touch their shoulder and say, really, are you okay? And what you may find is that they get very quiet and maybe the smile fades a little bit and maybe they look at you and say, you know what, you got a minute, can we talk? That makes you a healer. That makes you someone who takes the time. It makes you someone who leaves this world better than the way they found it because they made it safe for someone, whether physically, emotionally, or spiritually. They made it safe for someone. And that is really cool. That is one of the favorite parts for me of what I do. It's about not just making it safe for someone. It's about helping them see that they can make the world safe for themselves and then, by extension, make it safe for others. Healing is, is the idea of procreating healing, the spirit of healing. And in order to do that, we've got to take good care of ourselves. We've got to find those times of peace. We've got to find the eye of the storm. We create the eye of the storm for others, that safe place inside. How can we do it for ourselves? And we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be exploring that because really the idea of renewing, you know, this whole world is shifting. We live in interesting times. And whether you take that as a good thing or not, because it can mean for challenging stuff to say we live in interesting times. But we do. We live in a time of immense possibility. We can recreate a lot around us just by all agreeing to play nice. We can change the world one person at a time. And maybe not everybody wakes up that morning and thinks, wow, what do I want to do today? I want to change the world. Yeah, Maybe that's a little bit of a lofty thing to to set yourself up for, especially maybe before you've had your coffee. And you can change the world for one person, and that sets something into motion that does change the world. So that when you go to bed that night, let's see, what did I do today? 
oh, I changed the world. So enjoy being a healer because every single one of you are at one time or another. And it's sort of like that old story about, you know, the two people walking along the beach and there were thousands of starfish that were stranded up on the beach drying out. And one of the people kept leaning over and tossing the starfish back into the water. And the other person said, well, look, you cannot take care of all of these starfish. What does it matter? And he picked up and tossed one into the water and he said it mattered to that one. So all of you healers, join us for all the Thursdays this month because we are going to be talking about healing. We're going to be talking about you and how you can walk in this world in a much gentler way. So thanks for joining me, and I will be checking into the chat room after the show for questions, comments, or concerns. In the meantime, you can reach me through my website at www.the-healing-house.com. So, in the meantime and until next time, I wish you balance. I wish you blessings. I wish you amazing opportunities to heal others and amazing opportunities to heal yourself. Nurture yourself because as a healer, you're tremendously special and tremendously important. And maybe it is that one starfish that it matters to. But if we get a whole bunch of us out there, we can clear the beach. So, take care. And this is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Until next time, bye-bye.